Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me to hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Psalms chapter 22 verses 9 through 10. The Holy Spirit through the psalmist in this chapter gives us a glimpse into Jesus's heart and thoughts concerning God's plan for his life. From birth to crucifixion, it is all laid out very clearly in Psalms chapter 22. And in it do we see this amazing truth that God revealed to Jesus' spirit the end from the beginning. That even from the womb, he knew that there was a promise coming. And for the hope that was placed before him, he would endure all of the trials and the wiles of that plan of salvation. Oh Lord, we thank you today that you were willing to come as a light into this dark world for us to give to us your cleansing blood and your empowering spirit that we too might have a hope and a future with you in your eternal kingdom. Oh, we were not worthy of your suffering, but you are surely worthy of the rewards of it. My friend, God is faithful. We can have faith in that because of the example and testimony of Jesus. He placed his hope in God's promises and it gave him endurance. Now, for us, having seen the fruitfulness of his doing this, we too can have faith for the greater things to come, not least among them, the resurrection. Oh, for the hope that is set before us because of the birth, life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus the king of all creation, who did not have to come to save us from the consequences of our own prideful and rebellious decisions. Yet he did. He came, he endured, and he overcame because that he loves us. How amazing a revelation is this. How grand a recollection And all we truly have to offer him back for it is our thankfulness. So let us remember it with grateful hearts, joy, hope, and expectation that unto us a child was born, unto us a Savior was given, that from the womb, Our Jesus' joy was the hope 
that we would remember and believe on him and what he did for us. And because of it, grow in desire to know and to be with him. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done. We remember your promises that you are faithful to fulfill them even if you have to do the impossible and the miraculous. You are the God of resurrection. You raised the dead to prove this to us. Because I remind you of this today, that the scripture tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when it comes, it is a wellspring of life. And today, as we look back, at the birth of Christ and see that in the scriptures prophetically before it even happened, he himself was looking forward to that moment and recollecting that there was a hope in him for the promises that would come on the other side of his own personal tribulation in the same way that when a mother gives birth, she knows there's going to be a lot of pain in it. But when that child comes forth, when the promise is before her, she doesn't even remember all of the former hurts. All she can see is the blessing and the glory and the faithfulness of her creator, God and King, who can do miraculously above and beyond all that we could ever hope or imagine. But when you lose that hope, it's death. When you lose faith for the promise, you're overcome by the darkness. We see this in another story in scripture of a woman who was in labor. We look back to the story of Shiloh. Shiloh was the house of God in the time of the book of Judges. The priest there was Eli, and he had two wicked sons. They were priests also, but they did not obey the word of the Lord. They did very wicked things. They stole. They were harsh and brash and abusive to the people. They were cruel masters. They did as they desired. They consumed upon their own lust the best of the offerings They committed whoredom and fornication and adultery in the very house of God. And though God gave them much space for repentance, because no action was taken against them, eventually the glory departed. And God allowed the Ark of the Covenant to be taken by their enemies. Oh, God's desire was to protect and to preserve. But it came to the point where he could no longer endorse the house that bore his name. It did not represent him. In fact, it brought reproach and shame upon it. That because of its great hypocrisy and contradiction to all that God truly is, it caused the people to disdain coming to this place and despise the idea of worshiping him. It wasn't because of who God is, but because of what these men who claimed to represent him did. So was a curse pronounced upon Eli and his house, and God himself shut the church down. One of these sons of Eli, his name was 
Phinehas, and the scripture records that his wife was pregnant. And in times past, God had always defended those who carried the Ark of the Covenant, which represented his presence. So when the enemy would come up against them, they could not be overtaken. But in this instance, because of sin, the presence had been separated from them. And the enemy rushed in like a flood and overtook them. The ark was stolen, and the two sons of Eli were killed in the battle. And when word came back to Shiloh, and Eli heard the report of what had happened, he himself fell over backwards and broke his neck and died. Now upon hearing these dark tidings, the wife of Phinehas went into labor. And as soon as she was delivered, the midwife said with excitement, It's okay. There's hope. A son has been born. There is still someone to carry the name. We can start anew. They were still willing to seek the Lord and see what miraculous things he was able to do. But she had lost hope. She would not even look at what had been birthed. Much less continue to labor, to teach, or to instruct to do the sacrificial work of a parent to ensure that this new thing might bring something amazing that would truly represent its king. Instead, she turned away and said his name is Ichabob, which means the glory has departed. And she died. She lost hope, so she lost faith, and she gave up the fight. But you see, what she didn't realize is that God always honors his promises. He always makes a way to accomplish the impossible. Because raised up in the very same house that she was, was a young man named Samuel. A child birthed through travailing prayer and brokenness because of a hope of faith in God's faithfulness. And yes, God did shut down Shiloh for its wickedness, but he did not give up on his church or his promises. He raised up prophets, men in the wilderness, to go out and do the work of the kingdom, to anoint future kings and priests. To establish a remnant that would persist unto the day of the birthing of Jesus. So my friend, I don't care how impossible it seems. I don't care if even the church and the priest become God's enemy. His word will not return void. He will make a way where there is no way. Rivers in the desert and paths in the wilderness. And he will always have a remnant. So don't give up hope. Don't give up faith. Don't let your heart become sick. Don't stop fighting and fade away like she did. You get back on your knees and believe and start praying and praising and fighting and say, Lord, I need you to show me how you're going to resurrect this promise. Because if she would have sought him that day, He could have showed her that down the road, a little ways away, a child was coming. 
The impossible was going to happen. He was going to be birthed from a virgin. He was going to preach and teach the truth. He was going to rightly represent every word of God and fix all that men had broken. He was going to restore the temple in a way that no one expected. And with it, hope. And above all, he would distribute faith to every tribe, tongue, nation, and generation through the testimony of his resurrection. Because that no matter how impossible the situation, he maintained the faith of faithful Abraham that believed that God was able to accomplish what he had promised. Even if it takes the miraculous to do it. Even if it takes reformation. Even if it takes resurrection. Oh Lord, we thank you today for the hope that you have set before us. That every word that you have spoken and every promise you have given, you will accomplish it. And no matter how impossible it is, we will continue to persist in faith in your faithfulness. So don't lose hope when God shuts the corrupt, rebellious, hypocritical church down like he did at Shiloh. There are Samuels being prepared. The remnant will continue to do the work of the kingdom and to prepare the way for the king that is coming. Lord, we thank you that you are the one who takes down and sets up, that even while some are falling, you have already prepared and positioned those that you are going to raise up and to send out to do the work of your kingdom. Your promises, they never fail. They do not stop working. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. Let us not be discouraged or distracted. Let us not lose hope, O Lord, but let us know that ye who promised or faithful to accomplish and you will finish the work that you have started. Lord, we ask that you use us, cleanse us, prepare us, equip us, let us hear your word clearly. Let us be amongst the Samuels. Let us be the ones that believe that you can birth a work into this earth that is so perfect and pure that it has not even entered in our hearts to imagine the way that you will accomplish it. But nevertheless, we have full faith and confidence that you will and that you have a place for us in the fulfilling of it. So that, Lord, even while we grieve the Elis and the Phinehases and the Shilohs, we can thank you for the Samuels and the Davids and the Jerusalems that are coming to replace it. Let us have a place amongst your holy remnant because that we did not lose hope in your promises. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.